All right, we are live. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Chronic Conversations. Um, today we have a very special guest, a sort of a, a last-minute addition. I appreciate him uh, hitting us up. Uh, his name is C. Nick, and let me just tell you before we get started, I was calling. I've been calling you Scenic Nick for some reason. <laughs> when I talk about you to my wife and co-host Jen, say hello. What's up? Hey, so, so if I call you Scenic Nick at some time during this conversation, I apologize in advance. And I don't know if I was thinking, you know, because you're the man around town like Chattanooga. Because in my brain, I just thought that's a great gimmick, Scenic Nick. <laughs> and then she goes, "Why do you call him Scenic Nick?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Oh, Scenic Nick. Okay." <laughs> So this is seeing Nick. He is a professional wrestling manager uh, uh, and obviously a lot more. I'm going to let you tell him about that. So tell him about who you are and, and what all you do in professional wrestling. Oh, definitely. Seen Nick been in business over, um, well, actually six years now. Um, actually, I am trained to wrestle, but I just, I don't, I don't want to. That's just mm -hmm. not my thing. Um, right. Honestly, just a Swiss army knife. If you need commentary, I'm your guy where it's play by play or color. If you have a talent, you want a manager, I can do that. And plus more with that talent, help them get other places and all these things, you negotiate fee, all that kind of stuff. Um, I can do behind the scenes. I can help agent matches. I can. Um, so if maybe somebody's brand new starting in the business, mm -hmm. um, would you be somebody they might want to contact to see at least maybe get some advice as to what they need to do to get to other shows? Because everybody's got that one home show and, you know, they hit that point and they're ready to branch yeah. out. And a lot of them don't know how. And there's a lot of bad teachers that don't oh. show their people how to get onto other shows. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, but yeah, I'm always willing. Is if it's just some some wrestlers had a mis misconception that because I'm a manager, I'm a commentator, I don't know anything else. Or I'm just well, I'm not one of them. I'm like we go to the same You mean like Jim Ross? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm not one of former head of talent rela relations, um, <laughs> former Booker. I don't somehow the elevator doesn't go to the top to them. They don't think like that. <laughs> some people, the equals of some wrestlers, it's like some of the guys in your back with, and you're thinking, you know, they're they're doing this diva thing, and it's like we're in the same dressing room, brother. Exactly. You know, uh, we're on the same show. Yep. Um, same training school. match. Yep. Yep. Same same school. Know a lot of yep. the same people running the same circles. There's no reason to. Yep. And, and, and every component of pro wrestling is so important, even the ones that people don't understand how important they are, like managers, referees, yep. um, people calling the match. Like those are very specific duties that help the overall story and arc and stuff. So I feel like somebody's either got to be really green or a little bit too much air up there. Maybe I don't want to be mean without being mean that, you know, if they think like that, is that, does that sound like that's on the right track for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just well, some of them they got their head up, you know, certain places. <laughs> right, right. You know, but it is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. to the ones that do just utilize me, take advantage, and it's not to sound arrogant, but my thing is, if I'm there, I'm available. Use me. I can help you. I don't mind helping. I love helping people. Um, people who are willing and want to work hard too, not just you know, arrogant people. I don't really want to de deal right. with that. But if you want to go far, do something, and I see that, I want to help you all I can. So. Utilize me. <laughs> I tell those guys all the time, any name I've ever worked with are some of the most humble, helpful. You'll see those guys setting up chairs, setting yeah. up rings, um, giving advice, uh, taking pictures with the boys, uh, uh, you know, giving them advice before and after, uh, it, just all kinds of things like that. Mm. And, and they actually were 
on a different level, but but have that much respect and humbleness. Like you need to humble yourself. I get it. You need you need to have confidence in yourself. You need to be right. a little cocky to present yourself, but you don't have to be arrogant as well. Exactly. It's like sometimes you gotta you gotta turn that volume down a little bit and just say, okay, you know, that's the gimmick part of me, but this isn't really me. I'm really real me is, you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm a church person, whatever. Just you know, represent mm-hmm. that when you're approaching people. Um, and then you can get them a little piece of your gimmick, whatever. If it calls for that, they ask you. But know when to separate, turn it on, turn it off. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a lot of problems with, it. and I get it because pro wrestling within itself is a form of method acting. Oh yeah. So sometimes, and, and, and you're already using a part of yourself, so it can be hard sometimes to separate that. But you still got to be able to do it. You still got to be able oh, to disassociate yeah. from that. Like you said, you got to turn the volume back down. You, you, you mm-hmm. turn your own volume way up for the character. But I don't need that character when we're discussing or going over our match or when you're talking to him about booking him somewhere else. Right. Like, you know, they don't they don't have to be in gimmick. It's like, talk to me. We're just right. two human beings trying to. Just have a conversation. It's the same as if, you know, if you're reaching out to another promoter and you're like, hey, I would love to work for your show, you don't say, well, I'm the only product sponsor man for Fest Wrestling, the Black Diamond, and you should book me on your show because, quite frankly, I'm the best. If you do that, you're automatically going to be left on red. You're going to be blocked. Your name is going to be smeared everywhere. Promoters are workers, too. They don't. A lot of workers don't realize that. Pro, yeah. Promoters, you know, they've been around workers and been worked and yeah. – it's like once you've raised kids and you have grandkids, you kind of learn by then. So, so that next generation coming up, it's like, come on, guys, let's just. So, what's the biggest piece of advice? What's the biggest thing you think that detracts from these guys uh, getting shows? Um, besides, you know, talent. Say they're talented, yeah. things like that. Uh, uh, what what else is is precluding them from being able to get to those shows? Honestly, um, being unteachable, so to speak. Where if you have some corrections about their match. Mm-hmm. They'll just shrug you off, act like you don't know what you're talking about, and go about their day and do the same match everywhere. Never try to learn the crowd because every style doesn't work in every crowd, every market. Right. No, you're um, right. you know I can't do the same thing I do in Georgia per se in New Jersey. It's not yeah. going to work. Definitely. I got to change it up. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, they don't get that. They're stuck in their way and. It's a turnoff. No one wants to deal with them after that. If you right. present yourself as someone who doesn't listen, doesn't want to teach, isn't teachable, then, mm-hmm. you know, you sunk yourself. And yeah. it takes a while to recover from that. And I always tell Five years in, I was still uh, uh, having people come and, and watch yeah. my matches and tell me what they liked and what they didn't like. Yeah. Now, I may agree, I may disagree, but I'm going to process that for a couple of days and mm-hmm. then decide what I can take in and use as information. The rest you just get rid of. You don't have to be mad about it or get defensive. Right. Or... Exactly. This is, and some people are going to present it to you and maybe in a nasty way. They might mean well, but it's a nasty right. way. You got to kind of separate. Um, when I try to tell someone something, I try to do it like in a, in a nice way. Like, this is American Idol back in the day. I guess I'd be more Paul Abdul, the dash of, of, right. of Simon. But I'm not trying to destroy their soul. I want them to continue, but just, you know, learn from this and move forward. Don't yeah. stay in this moment. It's something better along the way. Just kind of do the X, Y, and Z differently. You know, but some take that well. Some, you know. Some don't. Some like having people blow smoke up their ass. Um, yeah. But the ones I think that are going to make it to that next tier and that next level are the ones that don't. Yeah. You know, tell me how it is. No, no matter what level you're on, you're teachable. And, 
whether you're a referee, a manager, you mm-hmm. work selling hot dogs, but you watch all the matches. Yeah. From a fan's perspective, people don't give fans enough credit in being able to talk yeah. about wrestling because you haven't been in the business. It's like, I get that, but they've been fans for, you know, all their lives. They grew up watching it. They, you know, nowadays on the internet, you can research and get enough knowledge mm-hmm. to, to, to halfway know what you're talking about. So even with them, you don't have to get angry or get that attitude. It's like, just what you can't use, don't use, but. Mm-hmm. It's not working. It's not working. And some guys right. will do that. They'll stick with the same gimmick or. Don't evolve. Right. They never evolved. They're just simply, they're just stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it like in music, every major artist, they've changed over time. You know, right. Metallica's changed with timing. We don't always yes. like it sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at St. Anger album right now. It doesn't, it doesn't work all the time. Everybody knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they evolve, they change, you know, Madonna, Michael Jackson, all of them. But you got to kind of think like that. Okay. What can I do? They're still around, yeah. too, right? Yeah. You know, there's something's working. Yeah. So follow the logic. Follow the logic. Yeah. You know, it's like you can be the next, um, you can make evolutions change. Or you can just stay stuck in one zone and, you know, you're forgotten the next day. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you're doing something that's really working, a lot of times, especially if you're in the same kind of area and things like that, sometimes your act can wear thin and you just need to evolve or or tweak some things just yeah. to, you know, add a little extra flavor. So I know you got a lot of stuff coming up. So let's start talking about that. What's the oh, yeah. first event you want to talk about? What do you have coming up? Ooh, first event is going to be a good one. It's um. This Saturday, June twelfth, Miami, Florida. My first time in Miami. Oh, wow! Congrats. Um, bringing in Hot Boy Summer officially. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the special guest host for the return of Sweetwater Pro Wrestling. Um, great company. It's be my debut there. Main event is going to be an instant classic. It will never happen again, and that's not one of these whole wrestling gimmick things. It literally will not happen again. Right. It's going to be the professional, the walking, living, breathing legend himself, low-key, versus oh, wow. his former student, Ricky Martinez, formerly known as Max Stardom. This is a guy who's been on AEW Dark, some other promotions. Yeah. Two of the best. So this is going to be hard-hitting, to say the least. Oh, yeah. It's going to be some kicks, some strikes, everything, you name it. This is going to be like UFC-style main event. Let me just tell you for people who don't know who they are or, or have never heard of them, um, uh, th- it's not going to be hard to um, what sort of suspend your disbelief during this match. Right. Like that. <laughs> it's not going to be so, oh, that was fake. Yeah, nope. If you it, see a knockout, there's a good chance somebody was actually knocked out. I've seen it before in low-key matches. Oh, yeah, legit. <laughs> legit. It, it, it happens. You know, they, they go hard, you know. Right. And I'm, that's people. I, I think a lot of younger boys get that mixed up. There's a difference between going hard and still being safe and being dangerous. Absolutely. A lot just don't get that that thin line. Um, you can make it look good, but just right. don't kill anybody. Right. You can hurt me. Just don't injure me. I, I you know, so I got to go work on Monday. Exactly. <laughs> I always tell guys if I'm doing a spot where I'm getting like knocked down or something. I said, look, all right, I'm, I'm willing to do what you got to do. But right. Don't kill me. I had to work on Monday. Right. I'm a counselor. I don't want to be beat up. <laughs> old, old schooler people people may or may not know this name. Ricky Morton, uh, one of his oh, jokes yeah. uh, in the time when you're in the ring with him, he'd say, uh, how's your shoot punches, kids? What's your real punches? You need to go uh, uh, hard. Or No, it's, it's the other way. Sorry, I fucked it up. So how's your working punches? Yeah. And you go, good. It's like, cause you're, uh, or, or shoot punches because your working punches are fucking killing me. And I used to love that. But... <laughs> I love Ricky. Yeah. Some of them old school guys, you know, you lock up and they're like, you're too stiff. And I'm like, all we did was lock up, bro. 
but they were magicians. They were, I, I wish that was a talent. A lot of the guys don't understand as much right. as today. Anybody can just kick somebody really hard, but to make it look like you kick them really hard and have it sold properly and nobody gets hurt, injured, you know, it brings down the risk. If you can do that, that's a whole different magic that doesn't exist as much today. Absolutely. And I think it kind of starts in the training schools and just the, just the individuals peer. Like a lot of guys, all they'll do is talk to you about Shawn Michaels this, Shawn Michaels that. You don't hear anything about things like Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. Right. Um, even Flair, you don't hear about those things and those people. And this is it's sad. And mm -hmm. you have access to the network. You have YouTube, for crying out loud. Why aren't you watching this stuff? Yes. Uh, and old is new. Like, you might pick right. up some things that, you know, I remember when arm drag started to come back in, you know, because when yeah. I grew up, that was how you, you know, that was the first high spot in a match was either yeah. a toss or an arm drag. It was not coming off ropes or, you know, you didn't leave your feet till for, for a little while in. You worked up to that point and to see them come back. But people would, you know, they're like, they'd never seen one before. So you can find a lot of jewels. Go back to that 50s. Go watch Luthis, Antonio Rocco, the guy with yeah. the drop kick. Go watch. You know, um, um, Carl Gotch, go watch Billy Robinson. Oh, yeah. You know. People just don't get that, and they have the access. It's like it's, it's so weird. You have more access than ever now, but less people watching. Yeah. and We had to trade tapes. Exactly. You could talk, you know, <laughs> people always talk to me about, well, before tribal Roman Reigns, they talked about Roman Reigns, oh, this and that. Or even in the back, I hear people say, I'm going to hit you if the Seth Rollins like, where you going to? Transport him here and hit me with right. him. What's that, yeah. What's that mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just don't get that. It's like I don't. This is not how I was trained or learned. It's, it was tough. Like every move has yeah. a different name now, right? Because I took a long absence and then came back for a while, and literally, like I didn't know what anybody was talking about. Like, do the one thing that the one dude does, and I'm like, what are you even talking about? So I can tell you what. I'm the heel. We're gonna lock up. I'm gonna make you look like a million fucking bucks. I'm gonna put you over. <laughs> Right. We're gonna go home, okay, kid? Like, relax. Right. You're gonna get the job's gonna get done. That's supposed to be done. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, just let me guide you through it. Is this? Is this insane to me? And then you have some guys who just literally—it's almost like you're watching like circa 1999 Britney Spears choreography with some of these matches. I'm like, dang, is this the part where you start saying, "Oops, I did it again"? I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you got to be careful because there was a lot of things I wasn't taught right in the beginning. I had to learn later and I had to like relearn. And it's a lot harder to relearn than it is to learn the right way the first time. So make sure wherever you're going to train, you get, get somebody that really cares about your training to bring the best out of you. Because if not, you're going to end up like with me, like I still had some really bad habits, you know, to this day that, that, you know, somebody that really watches or could pick out or especially the old school guys could pick out that bother me at least. So definitely, you know, when you're starting out, that's very important as well. Make sure you get a reputable school and things like that, because even today, there's still a lot of workers out there just trying to get your money. Right. Oh, absolutely. I think something going on with your mic a little bit. Or might be my mic. I don't know. Is there a little <laughs> bit of a delay? Yeah. Sounds a little distorted. Yeah, it sounds good on this. Um, hopefully, the, oh. uh, hopefully it's coming through on the. YouTube live, uh, uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> Moses. We'll, we'll have we'll have the co-host go check go. it out. We are you got it good. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like I really like this program because even when there are problems, there's a better continuity than than some of the like even like oh. Zoom and stuff that just drops it. Oh yeah, like this won't drop it. You may have a little buffering or a yeah, little delay so much better. Yeah. 
but this is is just so odd with certain wrestlers and just to anyone watching this, please, please, please study the past so you can prepare yes. yourself for the present and the future. Right. It matters. I don't care how old it is. It can still work and translate today um, in 2021. Like sometimes I can pull something from Paul Orndorff. Yeah. And that's something that could be fresh for every town I work now. Mm-hmm. You know, modify it, of course, to make it my own. Yeah. I just, you know, rip it off. No. That's another big difference, and that's key. Um, well, it's like when you become a, a character, like everybody is a culmination of multiple people. You just oh, don't yeah. want to take one person and try to recreate that one person. Exactly. Like pieces of Taz and and uh, a local guy, Rawhead Rex. I, I used a lot of him and, and Kurt Angle. I mean, there was Chris Benoit. There was just little, I took little snippets who right. just felt right in who I was. Absolutely. And I, I tell guys that too, because you can make that cross that thin line of becoming a cross player, a cosplayer. Yeah. If you right. don't modify, because I've yeah. seen some that do they even have the hair like Shawn Michaels and everything. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Don't call them mannerisms. Right. <laughs> you know, take, take some moves, take some attitude, take some um, psychology. The, the, those are the type of things you, you want to learn from and take. But don't, yeah, don't copy. Exactly. This is well, that's, just, that's just one match on that card. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the other matches? That that alone to me, and, and I'm not just talking right. marketing shit either. Like that to yeah. me, as a fan and as a pro wrestler, is worth the price of admission, whatever it costs. Oh, definitely. Tickets on Eventbrite.com right now. Purchase those tickets. Do not miss this event. Also, you got SPW Championship on the line. Ernest Alexander defends against D. Ramos. That's gonna be another hard hitting match. That. I think because the main event announcement, you know, the two competitors that match might be a little upset because, hey, what, what's our attention at? Right. And they're going to they're going to, you know, say for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and, and I have a good feeling they probably will. That's that's the good thing about having that kind of card together. That's that's. When I say like stacked upon stacked upon stacked, that's what this card is. You have Mighty Maya coming all the way out of California wow. to face um Individual sides of Conan's promotion to Mexico, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be an amazing match. We have a lot of representation. It's called um, three women's matches. I don't really, I've gotten to a point, I don't like to say women's wrestling because it's all wrestling. They're all athletes. Mm-hmm. They're in the same training as us. It's just, you know, right. put it all together. And, you know, these women here, they've, They've all worked their ass off. They've worked. They probably so had to work twice as hard as, as yep. some guys in the back to get to the same place they are. Yeah, it's there's Absolutely. definitely it's still it's still it's still an old boys club. And and whether yeah. you're thinking on on you know different sexes, male female level, or just who you know kind of thing, it's still an old boys yeah. club. So, oh yeah. If you see a woman who's made it to a level like you're talking about for a match, you're talking about getting in. You know that she really deserves to be there. Absolutely, and. They worked hard. It's going to be a phenomenal match. You got um, Lexi Gomez, um, Sophia Castillo. The list goes on and on. Um, some of the greatest athletes coming together for this show. It's going to be incredible. I just want everyone to be there. I'm going to be the guest host, and, you know, I'm going to have a live mic, and you just never know what I'm going to say. So, right. <laughs> as we found out last night at SVW. Yeah, so, yeah. So sometimes you get to go back to those shows. Sometimes you don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife giggled because yeah. she's yeah we it, it, yeah we 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 may have been banned from a, a show or two. You know you know things happen in wrestling and 
Uh, hey, right. like I always tell people, it's a big country, other places. <laughs> yeah, that's it is. It's, you know, you got to be about you a little bit first. You know, I'll tell you not to be selfish, be humble, things like that. But you got to remember, too, that this is ultimately about your career and where you want to take it. So you got to. Oh, yeah. Work, and kind of that leads me to like um, something else I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, some people take some of my posts a little too seriously where they've got those, that magnifying glass and they're trying to find any dirt or saying, oh, Nick's upset. No, I'm not upset. I'm just trying to teach people based on things I've learned. Right. This can be a very, very crappy industry. Mm-hmm. And for what lessons I've learned dealing with different people, I just speak on, okay, what I'm going to put up with, what I'm not going to put up with. And it's important to have you know, some positive energy going because if you have nothing but negativity, all right, you had to look at your surroundings and think for yourself, right. do I belong here? Is it time to move on? Right. Because if you don't move on, you know, the toxic stuff's going to poison you mm-hmm. and you're, it's not going to work out for you. You're going to want to quit. And I don't want anyone to do that. So any places aren't like that. So if that's the first right. thing you end up, know that all places are not like that. Exactly. So just like jobs, you, you, you find the one mm-hmm. that fits you and, and that, the, the, it's best both ways. It's best for them. They're, they're making their money for, for putting asses in the seats and, and mm-hmm. you're, you're making connections. And, and, you know, once you get there, a little bit of money and, and things on, on up until there, it's just a gradual process. You got to be patient. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. It takes that patience, that perseverance. Um, and keep constantly. You have to believe in yourself. Sometimes you're going to be your own support in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to feel like you have no one, but you have yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing and just keep yourself humble and, you know, do the right things. Never try to change your way to say, OK, this will get me on the show. If I join in on dogpiling somebody, all this, right. don't do that kind of stuff. No. Stay out of it. You know, you know, right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Choose right. And, you know, not preach. Doing it, that, it at blessful. some point in time, you're you you won't have to. My last 15 years, I never asked or called for a booking. I never had to. Even yeah. when I was taking time off, they would flood in. So if you're oh, a yeah. good dude and you make a good impression on enough people, they're going to tell other people and they're going to say, hey, man, you know, anybody can work this show. And you or somebody yeah. else out there, like a lot of people did for me, are going to go, yeah, there's this one guy. He's really great. He's a really solid worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's humble. He listens. He works hard, and, and it's a whole different ball game from there. Oh, absolutely! And you get to that level, you get that point, just by you know doing the right things, mm-hmm. and even morally, you know. I know we don't. They never will. They're now they don't go over that in training, but uh-uh. have a good moral character. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it does. What your grandmother will always say was, you know, just you know, do right. It matters. Yeah, yeah, it does. It gets you far in life. It may seem like a slow climb, but it's a climb nonetheless. These fast risers who kissed ass and did all kind of dirty deeds to get to the top, they go right down quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they they get figured out pretty quick. You can only figure who you are for so long. Oh, yeah. The the reveal, the mask is going to come off, and everyone's going to see who you really are. And I tell people this at the end of the day, people can say whatever about me. And mostly it's because I either stop dealing with people or I, I unfriended them on Facebook. Go figure. Um, <laughs> Which is know. something I see. Uh, you, you don't necessarily apologize for it, but you kind of do setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. human, brother. You're allowed to set boundaries. And that's one of the things I've learned mm-hmm. is getting older. 
the people that don't appreciate your boundaries are the people that you're actually setting them for. So you don't have yep. to worry about their opinion about them. And they're going to get mad because you don't serve them in the way they needed you to now. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But don't, don't catch it. your pearl before swine, man. Yep. My grandma always told me. That. <laughs> and that's why I say, you know, what you're going to put up with. I don't want to cast those pearls. I need to keep them. Right, right. I need them to pay my student loans too. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> you teach people how to, how to, how to treat you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you and, accept certain behaviors, you can't really get mad or, or, yeah. Exactly. Like it's the same if, you know, you can have a heart of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if a person is still being a snake and if you allow them back into your arms, mm -hmm. you ask to get bit. There, there's a lot of people I love unconditionally from afar. Yep. Uh, again, it's, uh, I forget, maybe it was Tupac that said it. I've seen it on a meme. I'm sure it's been on Facebook a million times. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't want to see you eat. It's just not at my table. Yep. And that's the realest saying I've ever heard in my life, because I still want you to eat. I still have love for you. I still want yeah. you to succeed. I still want you to have happiness and joy. It's just that whatever reason our relationship is toxic or, or, or it, you know, it feels that way to me. So I've got to set that boundary. And mm -hmm. it is what it is at that point. Right. Mm. You're, you're always the bad guy in somebody's story. You just got to be ready to accept that in life. Oh, yeah. It's always someone's going to have a different narrative or they're going to create this or that, you know, you know. Being drama queens or whatever, it's all good. Plus, Dude. no matter how much you stay the same as you go up in tears and level, you're going to stay the same, but the people around you will start to change. Just oh, like yeah. you've already started to notice, and they'll be accusing you of it and gaslighting you and trying to set you off. And, and, mm -hmm. and things when what it is is they're just jealous of the success you're, you've had when if they were a good friend, they would be nothing but super happy and excited for you. Absolutely. And, and the boys, they made it. Hell yeah. yeah. Be happy about it. Like when I see people getting signed, I'm like, you know, thank God. Finally, they got, you know, they got the chance. I'm not sitting here or it should have been me. Right. No, how dare they? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like you need to change your way of thinking. I, I probably a lot of it's a mixture of just immaturity. And, and like oh. I said, you know, not having the proper trainers, you get a trainer with a shitty attitude. And that's the person that yeah. you look up to and, and brings you into the business. Then you're going to have that same shitty attitude because you just didn't know any different. So listen to guys like seeing uh, like me, if you see me around some of them older guys, even if at first it's abrasive, if it's abrasive, it might be some truth in it that you're trying to rebel, that your, your, your ego's trying to rebel. Always take that as a sign of something you really need to focus on mm -hmm. and, and see if it's truth. And, and maybe it's not, or maybe it's not your truth, whatever, that's fine. But at least give the thought an option to roll around in your head and stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. And like, I even had a vet just tell me once, he said, um, this a few years ago, he said, Nick, you know, I love you, but you're too nice. Stop being so nice. <laughs> I just I think, at him I like, think that's what he means is don't put up with shit, though. Yes. Because you don't have to stop being nice because uh, mm -hmm. that's just who you are. You can't change that. You're a nice guy. I can tell from your vibe, even I not being with you or, uh, uh, across the way. But I can tell you're a nice guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just the problem is with empathetic, nice guys, a lot of times they'll let people push further than other people will. So that's yeah. that's definitely what he's telling you is just. Oh, yeah. You're doing good. You're setting your boundaries, man. I'm proud of you. Just stick oh, to them. And, and, and like you said, you you know that, that that your attitude and your behavior and who you are is going to pay off in the end. Oh, definitely. And I, that's why I always tell people. I did a post about this like a while back. I said, you know, no matter what people try to say, whatever, you know, narrative they want to spin. Right. I can go home in the night every day, do a show, whatever. I can still look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? 
I had integrity. I did my thing. I was good and call a day. I sleep well. So. And sometimes other people think they write your story. They don't understand that that's your story to write. Yeah. So, well, they're writing your story and you don't follow the, the you know, the scene that they wanted. Yeah. Nick. See what I did there, baby? Yeah. What's, what's scenic Nick here? <laughs> scenic Nick has seen it. <laughs> but but you see where I'm going with it, right? It just, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, this is kind of way of life I have and it's kind of it helps me with keeping my thick skin because if not, yes. ooh, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's rough <laughs> business for. Yep. And even if you if you do have a thick skin, it can wear on you at times. Oh, Take yeah. time for you. Make sure you're you're very important. Um, I know we're not technically in uh, mental health month, but I hate the way they break up things in the month, whether it's pride or Black History or mental yep. health. These are things that needs to be talked about all Every year day. long, not just mm -hmm. for. For, for one month of the year. So so make sure that you're checking on your own mental health and taking care of it and checking in on your friends closest to you and making sure theirs is okay too. And don't always take them at their word. If you know them, you know them. Yep. It's not like you got to make them talk, but just make sure they they know that you're there to be there with them because they don't necessarily, I know probably in your case and in my case, I never necessarily needed somebody to fix it for me. I just need you to be there to kind of hang yeah. out, you know, while I fix it. Exactly. And this is, it's one of those things too, where um, you mentioned mental health. And my my shoot job, I'm a mental health counselor. Oh wow! And, and even doing that, like you know, still human first, and right, of course, things get still have emotions. Yeah, yeah, especially in this business. So yeah, <laughs> it's good when I get somebody who out of the blue will just you know message me, say, "Hey, I'm checking in on you. Mm -hmm. Anything going on?" And I can just you know vent to them. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And you know, no one's asking anyone to be the savior, like you said. Right, just, right, you know, right. just listen to me, you know, something like and that. Sometimes there's a lot of debate, like, uh, and I, I do it. I think it's a case by case. Some people are like, you know, don't bring up your own stories, blah, blah, blah. They don't need to hear that. Some people are like, yeah, because it can give some. Know the person you're talking to. If you really know the person you're talking to, you, you know, you can tell if they need to vent, shut up and listen. Yeah. Or maybe they maybe they're in the mood to listen and they want to hear something comforting. You, you know, just just try to know that person, do the best you can. And they're going to appreciate it regardless, because because oh, you, sure. you gave them time. Right. Oh, yeah. Because, like, honestly, like if I if I didn't have the opportunity to vent sometimes, it's just right. You know, who knows what happened? I had a series like of misfortunes um, last May um, where. Almost took my own life. It got that bad within the industry. I had um, an individual who, honestly, well, he, him and his fan base wanted a mass transit accident to happen to me. He um, said his problem with me is that I'm breathing. And it all started kind of hitting hard. Each time this person would attack on any post whatsoever. And um, I tried to make peace with him like a while back, and he replied, not interested. I'm like, all right, and you're. Pushing fifty, that's how you are. Okay, that's but, his problem, though. That tells you that's his problem because even though it's it's not really your fault or something you did, you're still trying to make amends and at least extend an olive branch. Um, yeah, that's super unprofessional. I don't like, I don't like people getting shot on the ring. I don't like real things happening. Yeah. Nobody deserves because you're giving up your body. That's that's exactly. I'm giving you a gift. I'm I'm making myself vulnerable to you and and people. You're just a bully. If you take advantage mm -hmm. of that situation, you're a bully. You don't need to be in the business and you're a piece of shit. If you don't like that, uh, hit me up, Jerry Anderson, uh, Jerry Leonard on Facebook, on Instagram. Look for Chronic Conversations. Um, you, you are. You're a piece of shit and, and you don't need to be in the business. You're what's wrong with the business. And that's just the thing, too. And 
his person also was, you know, liking different posts or comments that people would make about, you know, me dying or he was liking know, people myself. Hmm? He was liking people hating on you. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what does this what really do for a person? What is this? You know, what's wrong with you so much that you had to engage in this? What, you know, and you're in the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I have, I have people, I honestly, I do not like in wrestling, but I don't wish any harm, no, right, especially no. no death on them. No, right. Like, yeah. That's sick. Like that's serious and sick. Yeah. Not you're, you're just, yeah, you brought to a level it doesn't be brought to. Like, right. Learn to communicate as an adult. Talk to me about what your problem is and see if we can work it out or we can just agree to disagree and still be professional. Exactly. People you forget know. the professional part of professional wrestling. Right. It's, in it's how you dress, your attitude, your how you speak to people, uh, how you relate. Like For some, it only is when it works best for them. Yeah. You know, that's the unfortunate. But, you know, thank God I'm still here. Um doing my thing i'm still booking yeah, you know, people. I'm, I'm happy man i'm i'm because yeah. i wouldn't have got to meet you man and you've already yes. made a difference in my life so <laughs> i appreciate you yeah i'll try i um i, I just like stuff. all that stuff you're telling me i've kept up with so i, I, I i'll tell you i know the audience doesn't know so yeah. i want you to tell the stories but yeah. but yeah i appreciate it yep <laughs> <laughs> we know <laughs> we know <laughs> but i'm just you know it's and some people tell you the post helped help them, you know, whatever they're going through. I'm just I'm just a real person. I just want people right. to see that I might be a mental health counselor, I'm also human, and I go through these things. I go through these things in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing. I've had a tough time, but I'm still standing here. I want to help people, you know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody's out there and they've had similar problems and maybe they're not sure how to push through, then then get in touch with yeah. Nick because I'm sure he'd be more than happy to uh, talk to you. And, and I talk to you through blogs and through the 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 podcast, I talk about mental health a lot. I think it's uh, one of the most underrated subjects in America. Um, Absolutely, right up there with the other few months we've we've celebrated that I've spoke on that should be longer than a month. Oh um, yeah. yeah, why why is that? Why do we compartmentalize things and give them a month on things that should be talked about all year round? Is it? Or do you think it's a good thing that at least maybe they're getting highlighted for a month? Am I looking at it from the wrong perspective or? Mm, it can be good, especially like during the beginning, because it's all the attentions at the beginning. Right. Then as the days go by, slowly it starts fading into the background again. And then here comes the next month where it's National Donut Month or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Who knows? Facebook it's- has 365 days of holidays now. Right. So it's a day for everything now. Why not a day for rest? Third cousin twice removed day. It's like, what? <laughs> what is that? Banana cream pie day. I don't know. Yeah, right. Be careful. I, don't Google that unless you're very specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. They come out bad. They come out bad, kids. They come out bad. Make sure you put make sure you put in the word recipe. Trust. Right. <laughs> Won't be a good look for you. You might traumatize. It happens, yeah. <laughs> but I really think that in America, for our culture, is this we do that compartmentalization to just okay, hey, we are bringing attention to this, but this for a month, and then we're going to move on quickly. Can't just it for too long, right? We can't do it too long, and um, we might offend someone, right? But it's it's a real thing that needs to be talked about every single month because every month. Suicide is still in the top 10 yeah. causes of death, which is scary because you're up there like the heart disease, diabetes, all this. And that with vets, 22 a day commit suicide. 
Yeah. And this is this isn't it's amazing to me that after everything that's happened in this country alone, that it's still in the background. Yeah. Um, even on the news, we talk about a tragedy happening or a mass shooting. Mass shootings are becoming just, you know, nah, okay, whatever. Let's move on. Well, I mean, the, the, the Pentagon recently and U.S. has put out a report admitting to the existence of UFOs or like they call them now, UAPs. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, are we just that desensitized? Have we been right. through that much shit, you think, now as America that just, like, it's like, yeah, okay. Like, the president's now shaking hands with an alien. Okay. What else is on <laughs> TV? What else is on TV? Like, what? Really? But he just said. I mean, it's. It's fascinating, right? Right. It's like it's it's gotten weird ever since. I think it seems ever since nine eleven, things have taken a turn, and yeah, we become and not to you know make fun of anyone that has ADHD, but it was just we right. kind of become like that society where we just we don't have attention or focus on anything for more than five minutes. Right. That's why we have a group of people now who just take whatever headline is gospel by reading an article. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> they, yeah, without thinking about who it came from or it, it and it, it is sad because and there wasn't really ever since i mean that's why marijuana is illegal because a guy on the newspaper and got together with a guy named henry aislinger yeah. um to to do some propaganda so i kind of do hate when people go out oh, you know i hate the good old days of news when news was just it's like it, it it was always used as propaganda oh yeah so my thing is, is i wish there was a news program today that simply reported to me facts that happen as they happen with no editorial edge just as dry and dry as they can be because oh, yeah. I like information i like to make decisions like that for myself exactly versus having but we're such a edit. We're, we're such a you. You got to my perspective and the way I think is the right mm -hmm. way. Everybody doesn't believe that way is a fucking idiot and moron yeah. and stuff. So yeah, uh, it, it's weird that it's like that. It's like why don't you want the truth? It, it, it's whether you pick that side or not. Whether it's on your side or not, the truth is still the truth. You can't get mad because it came from the other side. From a rich person if you're poor, from a poor person if you're rich, right. from a rich person if you're white or white person if you're black, or or a Republican if you're a Democrat or a Democrat if you're a Republican. The truth is still mm -hmm. the truth, right? It doesn't really define itself by any certain category. Mm -hmm. It just is. Right. The truth's the truth, and I think it's kind of gone to that point where where people don't want to admit, but you're you're told and taught. Okay, have independent thought. But don't have independent thought. Right. But the independent thought the way I would think it. Right. <laughs> that, that's that's the root of fascism, isn't it? Whether no yeah. matter which side it's coming from is you need to think the way I think or you need to be punished. Right. It's like it's a big sign that says obey. Just yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, man, they need to. I don't I'm not that into remakes. And if they ever remade, they live. I would probably oh. um, shoot up the studio. But there needs to be a digitally mastered re-release or or back right. out or something. People need to rewatch that because when I watched it the first time, it was because Roddy Piper was in it. Right. That alone, and it was a cool alien movie. And, and I like the glasses and stuff. But when you're an adult and you watch it, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. OK, yeah. Like this, my eyes open. <laughs> yeah, like not only was this beginning to come true then, but this some of this shit's just now starting to come true. Yeah, but somewhere between um, people refer to George Orwell's 1984 a lot, which I get a lot of references there. But also, like if they seen the movie Idiocracy, like oh, yeah. of, of that that seems ripe in today, uh, in America. I tell people too that like, it's like sometimes I live in a in a huge like ongoing Simpsons episode. It's like I can't believe things are this stupid and people go for it, but 
I think the Simpsons have got more right than Nostradamus or the Bible. Yes. I'm just saying. Might want to go back and watch through some past episodes, see what's going on there. So you do a lot of things in professional wrestling. Um, out of all those things you do, what would you say is your, your favorite to do? Or is it like babies? Like you just really couldn't, you know what I'm saying? It's weird. I think, you know, I was kind of thrust into commentary, but I think I kind of am starting to love that more. And plus it's, it's much easier in the body too. But. Yeah, it is. Look, I, that's why I tell people are like, "Hey, like podcasting versus wrestling." It's like, well, I can wake up in the morning, I go to work every morning. I don't, you know, I still have aches and pains, but it's not like it takes me two or three days to walk straight again. And right. I don't get punched by anybody um, for the most part. Um, <laughs> so, so it's definitely a lot better. But he's talking about the uh, the calling fights. I recently had a chance to call a pro boxing match. Oh, wow. Um, nice. My joke was, is as I have a podcast and, and now I'm calling live fights, I'm like the wish version of Joe Rogan, <laughs> who's my hero. So I really need to do a stand up and I can be the complete wish version. <laughs> Not the wish version. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really liked doing that. Like it was mm -hmm. it. It felt like a fit or natural. Like I had no idea what I was doing yet. I felt like I knew exactly what I was doing, which yeah. is something different than like when I, when I did MMA or boxing or pro wrestling or even podcasting, I had to find my voice in those things. Mm -hmm. like first time I called a fight, it felt like I put on Cinderella's shoe. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, so, no, I get it. It fits. And when I got thrust into this one night, I was doing a show, and you know, you never know what can happen in a wrestling show. Yeah. It's like suddenly I was yeah. ringing out, and then you're like, hey, Nick, you're doing commentary. I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you want to say, you you know, I was honest with him. It's like, you know, I've never done it before, but mm -hmm. I'm going to do it and, you know, give it the best shot I got. Right. And um, I did it. And, you know, you're sitting there, you're thinking, oh, that was horrible. That's of course. Yeah. And you get to the back and you hear it from them. You're like, oh, that was really good. And then good, you, yeah. when it's released and you get these tweets back or messages like, I really enjoy your concert. I'm like, well, OK, that means a lot. You know, it works. I never listen to it back. I, I do listen to my things back and I watch my yeah. back. Cause I, you know, I'm in podcasting, but I hate my voice. I hate my face. Um, Same. I don't like my, <laughs> anyway, so I do a podcast. Um, <laughs> but what was I talking about? I just jumped off the train again. What was I just talking about? Same Nick. This is, this happens at least commentary. once every episode. Commentary. Yeah. First of all, shout out to 4611 boxing productions and Kevin Kenny Moore and all those guys, because they're the ones that made that happen for me. So thank you so much. Um, I, I, yeah, like I had the time of my life. I know she did too. So I definitely uh, appreciate them and have a lot of gratitude uh, of them. Let me do that. You know, I'm not, I've not thought yet about calling wrestling, but I definitely have an interest in MMA and pro boxing. So I may go that way too, just to cover all the bases. Oh, yeah. And at least it's try. Needed. Yeah. Because a lot of this been, you know, a lot of rest, wrestlers modifying their style, fitting into the MMA mold, mm -hmm. um, be able to call the match, you know, the moves properly. That's what's really important, because if you're doing that, then if you already had a background in boxing MMA, then hey. And I can call them by the real, real moves. Not exactly. The, the Shawn Michaels arm flippy thingy, which is what you <laughs> called in the bag. Let's do that thing, that flippy thing. It's like, which flippy thingy? He does a lot of flippy thingies. <laughs> Then my next question is, how many times have you done this move before? Oh, this is my first time. No, I'm good. Right. I'm no. Yeah, we're not going to be doing that tonight. What do you want to do, headlock? <laughs> how are you going to work that? Again, let me worry about it. I'm the heel. I got this. <laughs> Trust me. At the end of your match, they're going to be cheering you like crazy, and they're going to be booing me. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, <You> know. <laughs> I 
So, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you, oh, you mentioned about the uh, move, and uh, we had a guy that's called the flapjack spot. You know, it's bad on my park. I should have really grilled him if he knew what a flapjack was. Oh, no. He yeah. didn't know what a flapjack was. He ended up turning into a back body drop, and the person was prepared for it. Luckily, they didn't, you know, go to the hospital, but they were shook up. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there as a manager, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying not to break kayfabe, but I'm like, standing in my hat and stuff. I'm yeah, like, you need me to go in there, you need me to do something, and it's like crap, scary moment. But he was good, miraculously. I guess he trained his neck. I don't know. Exact same thing happened to me. Me and one of my tag team partners, I don't remember which one it was, was talking to these guys in the back. We're like, no, we'll, we'll do a flapjack. You know, one of those holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll do the. So we even went through it where we picked him up and stuff. So yeah. it, to me, it appeared by everything that he knew how to do this move boy was i fucking wrong um because we threw him against we went to go up and as we was falling back he was curling his body like he was Ooh. like you said almost like he was either yeah. i don't know if maybe he was trying to take a backflip or or what he thought a flapjack was but Ooh. yeah he did the same thing and and luckily turned enough to learn to lean on the land on the upper part of his back and not his neck but still it was it looked bad. Watch, and I felt bad, and and so definitely, if if you don't know a move, don't be afraid to say you don't know what it is. Exactly, no one's gonna judge you or say no. anything. It might be some people give you some shit for it, but it is what it is. It's there literally is a thousand holes and moves. Like you can't you can't know them all. I don't. I've been in the business yeah. off and on thirty years. Uh, you know, I've done MMA pro wrestling. I've been a fan, and I still maybe know fifty percent if I'm lucky. You know, so it's not nothing to be ashamed of. But what if someone says they're gonna hit you with a Seth Rollins? You know what that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually days I'm like a Seth Rollins. Is that? I don't. I feel like he does more than one thing. I feel like if you just like they should be super one dimensional. Like if you said Stone Cold, it's like I'm gonna do the Stone Cold things. Like oh, so you're gonna kick me, punch me, and then give me a stunner? <laughs> <laughs> or you want me to give you a, a bad uh, a pile driver? <laughs> Too soon. Sorry. Jesus. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, dear Lord, and the pygmies in Africa and New Jersey and <laughs> wherever they live. So you, you, how do you feel? Are you think at some point in time you may just gear totally towards that? Or do you still want to keep with the managing other stuff too? Or like if your card got filled up with just calling matches, would you be okay with that too? I think at this point, because especially like in this era of wrestling, People don't really, and I've I fought hard against this. I'm not saying I'm giving up, but mm-hmm. at the same time, people don't take managers seriously. It's like some of these guys just watch wrestling like just 2012 and beyond. Mm-hmm. They don't think or know what a manager can do, no matter how many times you show them. So I think for me, like the better fit right now, I'm getting more bookings as commentator too. So it's like, yeah. I'll take the commentary. It's kind of sad to me because some of the things that are di- kind of disappearing from wrestling today are things that I love so much. Like, uh, as a fan or in wrestling, I was always about tag teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, managers, like, th- they stick in my heart just as much as any of my favorite wrestlers do. Oh, yeah. um, even referees. That's somebody. L- let me tell you something, guys, that, that look down on the referees. And, and there are some shitty referees, just like they're shitty wrestlers. Oh, yeah. A good referee is just as fucking essential to that match as you two are. And if you don't believe that, you don't need to be in the business either. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it yet. He's an integral part of that dance, uh, uh, such as the audience, which a lot of guys leave out, too, because they're wrestling for the guys in the back or the girlfriend mm-hmm. watching on YouTube live at home or, or, or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 your motivation needs to be the fans. That's that's Absolutely. that's the relationship that's set up. They're a part that's of who's paying you. Yeah, that's who's paying you. That's they. 
things are so expensive nowadays and it's in the cost of living is so crazy that if somebody, especially the people that come to wrestling and, you know, as a heel, we give them a lot of shit oh, but yeah. as a shoot person. Let me tell you, those people are taking their hard earned money that they might've been able to get steak instead of fucking ramens that week. Yeah. Just so they can come watch you wrestling for you to not put in the effort or, or try to entertain them instead of yourself or somebody else. Then you got the wrong attitude to me. Personally, yeah. from my perspective. Oh, no, I agree 100%. I always hate that, and I see that a lot. Um, you know, certain people, they go to the show solely to pop the boys in the back. I'm like, these jackals are paying Everybody for Everybody loves popping the boys in the back, right? Yeah. That should not be your – that should be down, wow. you know, way down in way know, down. top 20, not not in your top five things that you're trying to do. Right. Exactly. Think about those that crowd out there. They're paying the money. Some people okay. drive like different states to see you. Yes. Think about them because that's gas and gas. You never know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> how much it's going to be from here to there or. Right. You know, um, let's say if you're in Atlanta, it skyrockets the price. Or if you go to more of a country town like Monroe, Georgia is cheaper. But yeah. it's just a lot of things that factor in and just always think about the crowd they're the ones who are coming to see you they're the ones who long term are going to buy your merchandise mm-hmm. you know because the boys in the back let's just be honest they want it for free and you see how well it works because now the boys are the back of the crowd and how was that working out for you guys you miss that crowd now don't you yep <laughs> like sometimes sometimes it's good to have things taken away so we learn to appreciate or have have gratitude for those things again and i think I think wrestling as a whole is getting more back to entertaining fans again. I think that's why its popularity is, is rose this time. Instead of trying oh, yeah. to figure out ways to market themselves better, they're actually trying to reach into the, the fans' minds and see what oh, they yeah. want to see from their perspective and not just what the guys on the roster want to do because that's exactly. that's what it's about. You're there to do a job. People don't understand that. They talk about creative or, or this or that or your, your, your character and stuff. You do your character out there. They tell you what story your character is going to fit into. Right. Absolutely. So, so be be on board with that because the better you help that story get told, the more people are going to gain an, an emotional connection with you one way or another, whether they hate you or love you. And then they start following you from city to city and buying your merch. Yeah. I had someone like, you know, they enjoyed the fact that I pissed them off a <laughs> lot. Yeah, they literally came for. They came to this show. I pissed them off in Georgia. They came to Tennessee. Then they came that's to see awesome. the show. I was in North Carolina. So, as a dedicated fan, they said, "I hate you so much." I'm buying your shirt on Pro Wrestling. I always tell us, "Look, I don't want to deal with you all and stuff in person. I'm not selling any shirts. You gotta go to Pro Wrestling right. right. Oh, school cool. I love that. You know, so. I do that kind of thing and they, they do it. So I'm like, Hey, they appreciate that. I think they see the, the, the heart and the effort you put in and, and where it's coming from. And, and uh, as it's a thin line between love and hate, that's why, you know, uh, a face has always made such great heels and heels always made such great faces when, when they were at that level. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, well that, and they used to be part of a storyline where the turn meant something. It wasn't just, yeah. You know, try to get a little bit higher rating in the in the second quarter of, of this show. <laughs> you know, it like it missed something. Like, you know, back in the day when you're a kid, your your favorite guy turns, you know, I, I remember when the Road Warriors put the Spock and Dusty Rhodes oh, eyes. Oh yeah. I cried. Cried my yeah. eyes out. I couldn't understand it. I was baffled. When they left Dusty Rhodes for Tolly Blanchard, I was like, What the fuck is she doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how's this happening? And I even told I told Nikita Koloff, um, I saw him at a show once a few years back and stuff. I said, you know, it's so good to meet you. I'm still mad at you for what you did to Sting. Then. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's those those that's do do things like that. Do things that are memorable like that, mm-hmm. but still in a good way. Oh, yeah. you, you, you know, there's there's people I just don't think they understand how to be heels or the psychology of being a heel or what it means because everybody wants to be quote unquote a tweener or a cool heel. <laughs> they don't understand the whole fucking purpose for him is to be simply the antagonist. Exactly. The, the face from point A to point B in the story. Right. You know, it's it's, it's good versus evil. That's this this the classic play, the Shakespearean experience, the 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 man soap opera, the whatever you want right. to call it. And they lose sight of that. And they do. Even little touches that are old school but still work. Like if I'm like, you know, not selling shirts at the show is one thing, but also just after show. I'm not hanging out with fans and high five and say, hey, wait, hey, you like the show? I don't care what they liked. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to. You did your job. Mm-hmm. You you want them to 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 hate you or, or hate yeah. that aspect of the show. You didn't want them to enjoy themselves. You not that you didn't want them to have a good time, but you wanted right. them to be aggravated when they leave. Exactly. They want to be thinking about it when they go to bed at night. That motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, in the end of the day, too, like I get um, sometimes I get a message from a fan where is I remember one a while back. They said they're going through like a most shitty time. There is divorce or everything. They felt like just dying. But going there and booing and hating me, <laughs> go figure, got them out of their funk. You got you so, gave them a way to vent. You gave them yeah. you gave them something to to project their hate on to besides yeah. themselves, because a lot of people take fault in everything they do, not just yeah. the stuff that technically is their fault. Yeah. They internalize like anything that happens and this is me. I did it. This is my mm-hmm. fault. You know, it no, could it's be so you cheated. Mm-hmm. It's definitely your fault. Oh yeah. Oh, you hand him that damn chain. I saw him hand the chain back to you. <laughs> I was trying to help him. So if his hand was cold, the chain kind of helped him a little bit, you know, I look that, that, that kind of old school storytelling still gets me. And I've been in the business about 30 years. Yeah, see, like you know, I still get mad, and I, I've done that spot a billion times, but I still get mad when I say it. I want to yell at that damn referee and go, "Would you pay attention to what the fuck's going on?" Because <laughs> I still love it. I still, it's still easy for me to suspend my disbelief. I guess it's, it may be harder for some people because you know kayfabe's kind of dead. But yeah, if you if you truly understand what a worker is, if you truly get the business and you truly understand kayfabe, then it's not right. Right, and I got to the point now, like. I can work the boys just as easy as the fans because I just stayed at heel. Like the last night when they did the, um, they had to stall for time because the camera messed up. Um, mm-hmm. We were doing a tape for Fight TV and just ad lib everything because I'm the heel announcer, um, commentator. Mm-hmm. So I got my little baby face guy. We kind of have a Bobby the Brain, um, Gorilla Monsoon, Di- Monsoon Dynamic. And I'm giving him all this crap. I'm talking about the crowd. And just <laughs> those kind of things is just, so much fun to do. Everyone hated me. They wanted the the other commentator, Vincent, only like to hit me with a chair. And I said, No, you can't do that and stuff. And then the other guy in the crowd, why not? It's, why like, not? it's against the law because I don't have a rest of contract. So, you know, just all those things. And I just Beautiful. I encourage Beautiful. other guys to take yeah. advantage of things like that. Do it, you know, just have fun. Yeah, you know, you know, the worst that happens, you fail and you don't really fail because then you learn something and you learn what not to do. And sometimes yep. that can be more important than knowing what to do in wrestling because, you know, those not to do is what's ruined the, the to do's. Right. Oh, absolutely. This is one of those, you know, the lessons you learn along the way. And I tell people, I said, just take those lessons as blessings and, you know, learn is makes you learn from it. And go from there. Don't dwell. Um, 
the only thing I worried about last night was because I got um so much crowd heat. I was I was thinking about the the um, promoter. I'm like, I hope he doesn't think I'm going to business for myself because I'm really not. I'm just trying to stall. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. That's also the reason people are like steady up in every word you write on Facebook, going, "What's going on here?" So you've right. heard that line. You've kayfabed even mm-hmm. you know not only the fans but some of the boys. And I, and you know, and even some of the guy was said, "Was that real? You really were mad?" At-? I'm like, "No, it wasn't." It's like sarcasm, you know. Uh, I'm very sarcastic, and sometimes people don't really know how to take me because they don't know if I'm being serious. Because a lot of times I'll put really dry, sarcastic things on Facebook, and sometimes I'll add a little hell if I think you deserve one or you're a little slow. Or sometimes I need to give some uh, 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 happy, frowny, whatever faces to to get the point across. But most times I don't. I just leave it for you to figure out. And I think that's the best part of a really good heel is they just leave it for you to figure out. Like, yeah. you're not going to – that's the point is is everybody's got their own type of magic. You just need to learn to perform it in front of people, right? Absolutely. And I think um, – not to toot my own horn, but I really worked hard on just keeping kayfabe even on social media where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working fans and mm-hmm. sometimes working the boys as well because – yeah. You know, they're a little more gullible than fans sometimes. So <laughs> I remember I appreciated them doing that. Even when I when I first started training, you know, they, they kind of kept kayfabe until you hit a certain yep. point, which I thought, you know, every person going into it thinks they know everything anyway. Right. Until they get there and realize what they don't know. Yep. And, and then there's that question of, oh, my God, you know, I know this isn't real, but they seem to really hate each other. What's going on here? What's the drama? And you're getting worked and it's beautiful. Yep. A lot of people get offended. A lot of guys, especially workers, will get offended by getting worked. I don't. I love it. If you can still work me after kids, grandkids, a crazy ex-wife and all the shit I've been through, <laughs> more fucking power to you. Like you win. Like like I appreciate that. You know, it's like a good it's like a good cut down or a good um um uh, burn or roast. You know, I appreciate yeah. it too. If it's really fucking funny, it's really fucking funny. I don't get offended. I just appreciate it. Exactly. And you know, even even when the angle is over, I'll get to the point where okay, um, I'm still not going to wish them a happy birthday on Facebook. I message them, but I'm not gonna <laughs> do right. all that stuff because you know I still okay. We're not in anything right now, but I still don't like you. Yeah. yeah. So this is. Those little things, I think, make a difference, and it gets people who aren't like those hardcore fans or casual. They're like, okay, I want to see this. You know, this this guy needs his ass kicked. Yeah. You know, so it's still, and I tell guys this all the time, it still works. It's just all in how you work it. It's all in how you work it. You, you got you got different you got different buttons you need to push for different situations. Yeah. Uh, you have one. You're on a podcast right now. It's a, when you're in the back when you're in front of a live crowd and then when you're on social media, those are all different without lack of a better term buttons that you need to push for those situations mm-hmm. and, and fit yourself into the situations, your character into those situations, because again, it is partly who you are, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you need to be able to work yourself into those situations. Even with the volume turned down, you still need, need to be able to work. Absolutely. It, it guys just don't know how to work at all anymore. They no, don't they don't. Know what worker is. And that's the thing. They think they go to training is, Moves, 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 moves. But yeah. it's, it's coolest not, move. Coolest move wins. Yep. Coolest move wins. And what they don't think about, or some trainers aren't training them, is because they're thinking about the cash grab. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Is um, you know, when and why do you use the move, or right. should I use it? Right. You know. Is so, this yeah, in this context of of this thing? Like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Is it building towards something, or is it? Right. We have a three, four, five, six 
12 week thing going on? Are we just going right. to this week and next week? Yeah. It's so important to know the context of the situation, like you said, or the crowd or, mm-hmm. or where you're at. And that's in, that's in any kind of creative endeavor, whether you're a, a stand-up comic or, or a musician, you got to know your crowd, right? Oh, absolutely. And example of that, um, a half-ass show, Tennessee, sees um, two people, I'm not going to mention names, but two people, they just act like they are the shit because mm-hmm. they did AEW Dark, you know? That's great, but um, where's your contract? Because you're in the locker room for all the rest of us waiting on the same right, yeah. But uh, what's that saying? Don't forget the uh, when you when you're walking up, not to you know, because the same asses you kiss on the way back down. Mm-hmm. You see them all over again. And they came there. They didn't study the crowd at all. They did their Britney Spears choreographed match that they practiced for about two and a half hours. I was like, this is not. This is insane. Jim Cornette would have a heart attack. He saw this. But <laughs> they for those of not- you that like to bring up uh, Macho Man or Macho Man Ricky Steamboat, um, you are not Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. I'm sorry. Right. So when you are them, then you do it any way you want to. But until oh then, yeah, what is it? Al Snow said recently. He says the crowd doesn't have a script for your match, and honestly, you shouldn't either. Yeah, it's very true because they didn't work that crowd at all. They did their matches. They didn't try to change it up. Nothing in that crowd. They did all the flips in the world, Canadian destroyers, and all the indie riffic spots. But right, right, crowd sat in their hands because for that audience, they don't mind someone stomping their foot and punching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you go with the crowd, you go with the flow. You can do a few high flying spots here and there, but right. work toward them. And yeah. that crowd sat in their hands at all of that, and I was like, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like that's that's how you learn, though. You you listen to that crowd, and and when they're cry, they're quiet. You don't blame it on the crowd. That's your fault. Well, these two people aren't aren't, aren't going to be that way. They they blame it on the crowd. Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad crowd. How's the crowd? Is the crowd hot? <laughs> like, here's an idea. Why don't you make the crowd hot? Right. Isn't you know what you the, paid to do. The funny thing is, the crowd was hot the entire night. When their match yeah, came, yeah. dead. Then after they left, crowd hot again. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's karma working its way. Well, yeah. I know you got that one event, but there's some other events you have coming up too. Go ahead and talk about those a yeah. little bit. What else do you have coming up, and what will you be doing at those shows? On um, June 19th in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Urban Combat Wrestling, awesome promotion. Um, Check them out on YouTube. They have a Juneteenth celebration show called Freedom Ain't Free Part 2. Um, absolutely free admission. Um, it's going to be outdoors. Oh, yeah, free. Magic word. Even I can afford free. Come on, y'all can afford free, too. <laughs> Quit playing. you selling them food stamps anyway. Just take some of that damn money. Exactly. Go to this show. Exactly. Do it. Just do the show. Come on. But okay, right. it's an amazing show. Um, great time. You're going to see Moot the BTSG. Um, you're going to see Spaceman. You're going to see the White Claw Outlaws. White Claw Outlaws. Yes. I've heard and, that name before. And and I got to admit, uh, that's over as hell with me. And I'll pop like a motherfucker. Like that is <laughs> that is one of the best damn things I've ever heard in my life. I love that gimmick. Check them out on Facebook, their page. They're awesome. Two great individuals. No big ego on them at all, but they make the crowd. I hate them already. (laughs) Are they heels, by the way? Am I supposed to be hating them? Oh, you're going to hate them. Okay. Well, I already do, so that's a good thing. I was a little worried. I was like, here I am, but I'm a heel, so maybe I would hate faces anyway. Really, I hate every fucking body. Okay, so. That's kind of become me over the years, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, that's. 
what makes you want to be a heel? It's like, because that's what I have in real life. I don't know what to tell you. Let's I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing um, color commentary. It's going to be great. It's going to be filmed. Um, I believe it might be up on YouTube right now. they got some great content on a YouTube page. That's where everyone to go subscribe, follow them. That's absolutely free, so please do that. Do you have YouTube cha- uh, by any chance? Because I'd really like to go find your, some, some of your stuff where you commentated and, and listen to you that, that way. Do you, is there anything up there right now or no? Um, just my highlight video right now. Um, yeah, a commentator actually had a highlight video made. Go figure. Um, <laughs> I have that on there. It's um, Scenic Lounge mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. Just check it out. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to start uploading some of my promos there, too. Mm-hmm. So all your classic ones you hate, like the ones where I call out Duke the Dumpster Drozzy and called him Caucasian Virgil, all those different things. <laughs> you know, you can check I saw those some out. of those pictures. I appreciated those. Those are some good pics. <laughs> oh, pre- that was, you that was should treat trash the way they deserve to be treated. I didn't think you were doing anything wrong in those situations. Right. I was innocent, you know, and then, you know, he always says that I had four people beat him up in order for me to get a pin on him. Well, I mean, it was no DQ. So. So he's mad. What? Because he didn't think of that. Right. Guys like like that. They're so jealous of us. They're so jealous of your success. They're so jealous that they always lose and you always win that they've always got an excuse. Exactly. I mean, I just get used to that kind of thing from people like Drosy. And I gave him something that he's familiar with. I future endeavored him just like Vincent Mann did in 96. Right. I'm sure he deserved because, again, he's trash. Why would you have that gimmick, right? Trash, man. I'm like, we just talk about it's who you are and you just turn up the volume. So he's trash and he just turned up the trash close enough, right? And I'm the only product sponsor man in wrestling. So I don't like trash. So I had to take it out. Yeah. It's gross. Like you're more of a clean, healthy type of, you know, above board type of guy. So. Exactly. Look yeah. at the, you know, look at the Kangos official, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, in addition to that show, um, I have um, July 10th, Athens, Georgia, Southern Violence and Wrestling. You know, it's going to be an awesome show. You have the SVW heavyweight champion, Charlie Anarchy, who, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated wrestlers. In that was another wrestling. question I have of guys you've worked with who's underrated right now and who you need to really look out for. What's his name again? Plenty. Charlie Anarchy, uh, Brandon Watley, okay. uh, Serpent Assassin, Brandon Watley, um, Shane Mako, a guy who I, um, one of my last clients I managed. Um, phenomenal human being, gets the business, um, works hard, and he is the Black Diamond Pro Heavyweight Champion, who will defend that at the first ever Black Diamond Pro Wrestling event, co- co-branded with Warrior Pro. Okay. It's going to be um, July 30th and July 31st, Rocky Top, Tennessee, at the Rocky Top Community Center. Um, tickets on sale now on eventbrite.com. Veterans, um, tickets at the door, 40% off for veterans. Wow, because we, know we love troops and um, we love all who serve. And it's going to be a great night. We're going to have that first night, Friday, I have um, Damien Wayne, veteran. Another oh, person is oh. underrated. Yep, Damien Wayne. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, he's good. He's oh, really yeah. good. And he's going to be facing a guy I mentioned a minute ago, Charlie Anarchy, the current mm-hmm. SBW heavyweight champion. So it's going to be. So it's going to be veteran versus the the new kid in town. And oh, yeah. Hard hitting. You're going to see strikes. Nothing's going to be fake about this. I'm just going to put that out there and say it. You know, is this that's going to be real hard hitting. It's going to be a great match. Um, Lamar Diggs and Moot BTSG, both underrated. They're going to be there. They're going to have a match. Little man, big man, classic battle, David Goliath. 
You can see that Mook had the victory in the Black Diamond Invitational on him back in um, November. Okay. And I think Diggs is pissed off from that. So we're going to see what happens. You know? Take and, then, business. and then you're going to have um, you got Larry D there in the Warrior Pro side. Okay. Impact star Larry D, I might add. Um, list goes on and on. On July 31st, it's going to be um, my champion, the Black Diamond Pro heavyweight champion, Shane Mako, mm -hmm. defending against Kyle Hawk or uh, I forgot the other guy's name. I can't think of right now because um, I'm getting old. But I guess whoever wins that. I'm getting ahead a lot. Yes. Stars. <laughs> I fell on mine a lot. <laughs> I was dropped on my head too, so that didn't help. The winner of the match between uh, Kyle Hawk and um, his opponent on July 30th. Whoever wins that match is going to face Shane Mako for the Black Diamond Pro Heavyweight Champion. Oh. It's actually going to be title versus title, 30-minute Ironman match. So that's going to headline the show on July 31st. So it's going to be a night of two great nights, great wrestling. I'm currently seeking sponsors. Uh, so anyone wants a sponsor, hey, please jump on board. Can you use your right. Um you know, podcast vendors, whatever, food places, because, you know, I love to eat, you know, I'm hot boy summer. Right? You, you familiar with um um the guys from the movement? Oh, yeah. Chip Hazard. Yeah. Talent. Oh, yeah. yeah I that, love that'd them. be a good one to do. I'd, I'd hit them up. That's, they have a great podcast as well. Um, Chip's been kind of my mentor in podcasts and helped me out a lot. I've been friends with Talon for about <laughs> years. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Since, I always before I had, since before I had back when I had to shave my hair to make it go bald. I always pick on them because um, you know, they don't have a Nintendo Switch like me. They don't have a PS5 or Xbox Series X like me. So Yeah. It's just not on my level. Yeah, I'm, that's like, true. <laughs> <laughs> They're like an unpolished diamond, or maybe it's an unpolished turd. One of those things. <laughs> but seriously guys love you man shout out to guys at movement radio and another great podcast oh, um, like mine a lot of variety i like podcasts with a lot of variety and they have a lot of variety oh yeah i'm talking They're about awesome. a lot of different things uh, um, and um i hope uh, right now i don't know i have james johnson and selena rose book for july 30th but i don't know the status of james johnson i believe he had an injury collarbone injury oh, that was great yeah so I'm like, oh, God. yeah now i'm praying for him hope for a speedy recovery um I'll notice that as I'm making an answer on the Black Diamond Pro page um, sometime this week. Um, and, to, and, you know, more matches will be revealed. That first exclusive match that you heard here, Charlie Anarchy versus Damian Wayne. Hard-hitting main event for July 30th. And then on July 31st, main don't, event will be... Don't forget about Loki. Oh, I can't even get that low, man. I tried. I can't. I thought that was the reason his name. I remember the first time, for some reason, he didn't sound like that to me on TV. And the first time I heard him in the back going over a thing, I thought, I swear he dropped it an extra eight octaves. And there's only eight octaves to begin with um, when he started talking. Have you ever personally heard somebody that talks that low in the business? Never. It's in his voice. I'm like, it's, that ass is it's 10 feet tall. He's not 10 yeah. feet tall, but he's fucking, he's 10 feet tall. Oh, you think like he was that voice? Intimidating as any bigger wrestler. I would rather right. face a lot of bigger wrestlers I've faced than Loki. Absolutely. It's like that man's scary. And hey, Ricky Martinez, you asked for this match. I mean, you, you asked for it. Be careful what you asked for, right? Yep. June 12th, Miami, Florida. Uh, Revo Soccer is going to be a great, great match. I want you all to see that. 
June 12th, I'll be the host. And like I said before, you never know what I'm going to say with a live mic in my hand. You know, just don't be gross and stupid. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Was <laughs> there is there anything else coming up besides those things or anything before we get off here that the places they can find you? Do you have Twitter? Of course, I, I know that, but I'm going to ask you. Do you have Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook? What all th- are you on TikTok? Are you? I don't even know what the latest stuff is called. <laughs> Yeah. And I just had somebody like, are you on TikTok yet? And I'm like, I got to do another one. I got I got like <laughs> I got three Facebooks, a pro wrestling Facebook, a Jerry Leonard Facebook, which I'm never on. And then a chronic conversations Facebook. All right. so how do you keep up? What all is your social media and how the hell do you keep up? sir? It's hard. Um, I have the on the scene podcast one where I talk about um, mental health. I interview people who may be, you know, unsung, so to speak. Um, say, say the name of that one more time so people oh. can hear it. Mm-hmm. On the scene podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. and where and where can they find that at? Because I think on, on, on Facebook on. and the episodes would be on Spotify, on Apple, just any your favorite streaming, um, well streaming podcast yeah. um, anywhere podcast will probably, probably on there, right? So just check that out. Um, well, I'm glad to find out about that. So you know, mm-hmm. if I hadn't had John here, I might not have found out. So definitely, thank you for sharing that with us because I'll definitely oh, no be problem. checking it out. And I, I give. It's kind of like my Facebook post. I give my perspective on things I've been through, whether they are, you know, tragic or, you know, some BS stuff that happened to me. I just, you know, use it to uplift people because what I've been through, I know someone else has been through. And I just want people to know that, hey, you're still standing. There's still opportunity. There's something else. There, there's another side to this. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, the sad thing is all good things are temporary. But guess what? The happy thing is the paradox of that is that all bad things are temporary, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one of those old people sayings, uh, this too shall pass. It, it's very mm-hmm. okay, but it's also very true. It, it will pass. It may feel like forever, but uh, eventually mm-hmm. you, if if it doesn't go away, you will learn how to deal with it. We'll put it like that because something will go away. Absolutely. And um Check me out on that. Check me out on Black Diamond Pro, Black Diamond Pro page. There's going to be some great announcements coming out with this um, co-branded show with Warrior Pro. This wow. is our debut event. Um, going to ask for a better partnership. Um, it's a friendly competition. Who's going to have the best, you know, matches on the card? Because, yeah. you know, we have I have Black Diamond Pro matches on July 30th and 31st. Warrior Pro has it 30th, 31st. Who's going to have the better card? Right. Now, I say me because I got some heavy hitters coming. Just saying. Yeah, yeah and then the, the the end of that, the culmination of that is going to be the title versus title, correct? Yep. So on um, July thirtieth, thirty first. Go that. That's where it's. I mean, that's how it's going to be decided once and for all. So go go check out one of those shows and then then make it to the finale. Basically, the the, the main event of main events because mm-hmm. anytime you can get um, two egos of promotions to to step aside and and put together a show like that is an amazing mm-hmm. thing. And it may or may, like you said, just that in itself may never, ever happen again. So you definitely want to try to check that kind of thing out. I mean, I know it seems to be the soup du jour when it comes to impact and AEW, but then again, that could all go away because we've seen like with WWE that, you know, pretends other people don't exist and, yeah, <laughs> that never happened. Like, you know, Sting went yeah. missing for all those years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it looked different. <laughs> oh, they're good old revisions. history. <laughs> I like how that invisible guy slammed Andre the Giant back in 87. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just a race for the doesn't even exist. Just a race for the history books. But this is it's honestly it's um a dream come true to have, you know, 
help run my own show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have experience in the area. Oh, thank you. I have experience in the area, but it's just, this is going to be a whole different undertaking of me actually doing even more, the promoting right. aspect, everything. So just, I'm also going to be ring announcing and doing commentary and aging. So yeah. Well, I'm tired. Yeah, you'll be tired. So just uh, take care of yourself, sir. And make sure you get some rest. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll tell you the same thing that I tell a lot of other guys. And I'd really love to have you on again to oh, maybe just gear it totally towards mental health, especially since you have that podcast. We'll talk about that podcast some more yeah. and, and mental health, both in wrestling and outside of wrestling. If you'd love to join me again sometime. Thank you so oh, much. Absolutely. for being here. I'll tell you, like I tell all my guests, time is the most precious gift you can give somebody. So I appreciate you taking time out of your not to, to give me yeah. that gift of your time. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, you know, it means the world to me. You got me in, and you know, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I try to really. There, there's people. It's sort of like um, when it goes for sponsorships. I'm not trying to. I love to make a living out of this, but that's not my goal. It's 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 to to provide the same thing I did professional wrestling, some entertainment, and maybe a little bit of an escape. Um, so if you hear me talking about a product, it's because I use that product and I really believe in it. If you see somebody on my show, it's because I believe in them and their products. So know that Chronic Conversations, myself and staff aren't just having him on here as a guest. We are having on here as a friend and somebody that we believe in and, and want to help people see him because he deserves to be seen. So y'all go check him out. Check out his wrestling. Check him out on Facebook, all his other things and catch him um, here next time. And until then, we'll say bye. You want to say bye, baby? Peace. And we'll see you next time. Hang out with me just a second. When I tell oh, you yeah. the broadcast will still be on, and, and I'll holler at you for a minute, man. Thanks so much for being oh, yeah. on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.